Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode again of the More Life Podcast. My name is Bart, if you're new around here, and today we have a very special guest. We have Abigail Regusera. Make some noise. If you're in your car, start clapping. It's okay. Uh, Abby is a brand therapist, an entrepreneur, a creative maven, all of the above. Everything you can think of, that's what she is. She's expressing herself creatively through her business and through creativity problem solving. So, Abby, let us know in your own words what's the real answer as to like what you do. Ooh, I like to describe it as a creative sigh of relief. Most of the times I work with very, very stressed out, overwhelmed business owners, like one human show. So I that's why I say brand therapist, because most of the times they're very like, <gasps> so it's like, don't worry, a little sigh. Uh-huh. Let's breathe. Um, so in a nutshell, I just like to say I am a Busy CEOs, creative sigh of relief. Awesome. I love it because so many, especially nowadays, there's like a lot of creative entrepreneurs and they're they're freaking out. Like they're so busy doing their job that they don't have anything to build off of for a personal brand to kind of make them feel like they're really popping off on social. Mm-hmm. Like this is also, you know, a problem that I face all the time. I never talk on my personal social media about all the stuff that's going on Mm -hmm. no one knows all the cool clips that we pull from our podcast episode or the youtube videos that i'm making every single month or the newsletter that we just dropped Mm -hmm. or anything else a new blog my company just did no one knows about any of this stuff on my personal social media because who's gonna do that me like you think ceos (laughs) are actually gonna do work like a hundred a (laughs) hundred they're like the ceo's job is to actually do a job i didn't i didn't know that yeah it's it can get really really overwhelming and i'm honestly the exact same way too like i i don't keep up with my own socials honestly and i i also tell my clients too like social is not everything you just listed right there all your other marketing initiatives because a lot of the time with because we live in this media world there is this whole precedence on social media you have to market yourself on social media you have to show up your online presence on social media but it's just so much more of a bigger picture than that and a lot of people don't like to show their faces mm. i feel like i've practiced long enough and my team has asked me <laughs> long enough for more pictures of myself that i've just accepted it as a fact <laughs> that that's just like you know what my my likeness will be online and my kids now um believe like I'm like a star or something. Like, oh. yeah, my, my my kids are seven and nine, and my my son asked me if I knew Mr. Beast because I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly, if you have a YouTube channel, you must be in the know. Like, yeah. Do you know? Do you have Jimmy's phone number? Like, you know, can you call him up and see what, what Mr. Beast is doing next? Yeah, they're like, uh, Dad, I'm gonna go on your phone and text Mr. Beast right now. <laughs> Yeah. They literally thought that for a while. Like, guys, uh, look at the number. I showed them what the where like the subscriber count is. I'm like, yeah. look at Daddy's numbers. <laughs> look at Mr. Beast's numbers. Yeah. Okay, uh, you got to stay here in your lane. Yeah, they're like the <laughs> like the math is not mathing. I don't know how no. old they are, but the math is not mathing. No, they say that they don't even yeah. know what it means. They, just know <laughs> to, they know when to say it. But yeah, like you know, you you, you can easily fall into the trap of being so 
focused or fixated on social media and it's a very unhealthy thing i've made a you know uh, amanda's been helping uh, manage a lot of our amanda's producing the show you can't can't see her but she's been helping produce a lot of our content and with that comes the the power of a personal account you know like a business account still is harder to get reach and having that personal account also helps and it also helps like we were talking about in a previous episode is you know we're talking with marky murray we're talking about whatever i do next or whatever initiative that we want to do within the company i can now add more fuel to the fire if it's something that's really uh, uh needs leveraging like let's say an online course or an academy or a live event or you know having a, a live podcast episode i can now lend my social media account to kind of boost whatever is happening here so i think there is great benefit to it but you have to do it in a way that you're not killing yourself over for sure exactly that that goes to the whole like overwhelm frustration and also it's important to show like people think they got to put that filter on they got to like not be themselves they got to be professional but like they want to see the human behind the brand they don't give a can i curse yes you can okay (laughs) i was like oh this is the second time she's gonna she's gonna filter herself i'm like you already already filtered yourself i know i was like yeah what the hell yeah they don't give a fuck like they don't give a fuck if you just got out of bed if you're in bed the more that they see that you're relatable the more that they're like actually yeah i want to work with this person the amount of times my clients come to me they're like oh my god i see that you you lay in bed with your dog a lot and you cuddle with them i'm like yeah because my dog's my life and i sleep for a hobby that's a hobby. <laughs> yeah like, you don't catch me outside you catch me in bed yeah, that's i wish that's i wish that was my whole life yeah. i just want to nap i just want to catch yeah. i just want to finally actually one day catch up to my sleep yeah i feel like i'm so behind i'm like i just want to catch up one day i just want to like sleep for like a week straight and then i'll be caught up and then i can like easier to maintain <laughs> it's like you're always like you know 30 pounds uh, yeah. uh overweight yeah. it's like i just want to catch up and be like at the weight and then yeah. i'll i'll do i'll be more inclined to like eat better and yeah. work out better because i'm just maintaining but i'm yeah. always playing catch up yeah this it's is kind of the plan of my life it's yeah it's always catch up and it's it's funny because like i was thinking to myself i'm just like every single job in the world like i have to like wake up at this certain- i'm not a, i'm not a or um what's it called an early, early bird yeah, yeah whatsoever so i really had the goal like this was when i was younger i really had the goal in life to be a professional mattress tester because i, I was can like i can sleep all i want sleep all i want for a job <laughs> I love it. I love it. that's so good so what are you noticing in entrepreneurs that they need help what trends are you seeing because you deal with probably a lot of um solopreneurs who mm-hmm. are kind of like like that's stressed out freaked out working really hard what are some of the like oh i know what this is gonna be you know what's what are those things yeah it's mostly marketing so i oh, yeah. yeah on top of my business i am a brand marketing manager at a tech startup so oh. yes she 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 a little busy yeah, she a little yeah, burnt yeah, out yeah. but um mostly mostly it's marketing right so um because there's so many different avenues like we were saying not even just marketing channels but of like your messaging that goes to your branding right and a yeah. lot of people think like oh i just need a logo and i just need to um put myself out there 
and not be thoughtful and intentional about it. So a lot of the things I'm seeing with entrepreneurs is like how to be intentional with your marketing so you're not burning yourself out with it. Yeah. I think I need to talk to you on a, like a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, oh, boy, you, you know. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on one second. <laughs> I think you, I get now why you say you're a brand therapist. What you just said there is very important. And for those of you that missed it, she she was basically saying, I'd be saying, like, if you're not intentional, this is where the wheel spinning in the mud happens. And that's where you're feeling like you're stuck and you yeah. feel like you're getting frantic. The engine's overheating because you're going nowhere mm-hmm. and you're frantically trying to do more, pushing the gas, but the wheel is just spinning and you're stuck. So the intentionality is what gets you the traction so that you can pull yourself out of the rut that you're in. Exactly. Really and I, I put this in every single proposal I send to our, prospective client this uh it's a solange beyonce's sister she she has a song do <laughs> you mean beyonce is solange's sister yeah <laughs> okay you facts <laughs> i mean we we love both of them but queen bay always um <laughs> sorry solange please don't come after me <laughs> yeah, she hands. yeah i was gonna say she gonna write a song about me now <laughs> um she she has a song that is uh do nothing without intention Mm-hmm. And I put that quote on every single proposal before I sent out, before I list out the goals. Because I always ask in my discovery calls, what are your goals? And we need to make sure that we are intentional about it. And we always, it's always top of mind because we're not going to be doing anything just to do it, just for you to make a, make a buck. I mean, right. yeah, as a business owner, making money is important, but there is so, so, so much bigger to that as a yeah. business owner. Yeah, there's a, it's a bigger picture question. Mm-hmm. And you got to be willing to to put in that work or at least decide what is going to be most important because this is, again, another plight of a CEO or of a, mm-hmm. somebody who is an entrepreneur, solopreneur, is you can't do everything. Like, you just can't. Yeah. And we believe that we're superhuman um, and we're told, or at least we believe in our minds, that we can do anything as long as we push hard enough and work hard enough. And it's just not feasible, especially with the world that we live in now. Yeah. And the cycle of how information and data passes by is so fast now. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a wrap, you know? Like, yeah. right now, we're, we're, we're dealing with social media that just flies in, flies out. So if you think you're going to catch a trend or be able to speak your own narrative to something, you might be late. And a day late is like being a year late. Yeah, exactly. And I always tell my clients, like, don't think about, like, what's in the now, what's trendy. Like, I mean, we always say, like, live in the moment. But when you think about your marketing, it has to be evergreen, right? Yes. Like, how is that going to perform? Like, I have, fuck, I have a blog post on my website that is still t- my top performing blog post from two years ago. I have a TikTok that is constantly being favorited that I, I don't even look like that anymore. My hair is different and everything. Like, I was like, who is that person? Why are you favoriting me when I don't look like that anymore? But it's still getting so much traction because it's an evergreen content. And it's, yeah. it was like a year and a half ago now. 
our best YouTube video is two years old every single month and still crushes like at least a, at least a thousand or two views mm-hmm. on how to be a, how to start a creative how to start a creative agency. Yep, and it's just an evergreen. It's always people are always going to be looking for that, mm-hmm. and it, no matter what new video we do. It's still nothing has been able to crush it. Yeah. Maybe something will like beat it for a week, but pretty much every single week it's going to crush and every single month for sure mm-hmm. it accumulates so many views. Um it just it just dominates. And when you realize that when you realize how people use the internet, mm-hmm. it allows you to become more intentional. Because if you understand, let's say like TikTok and YouTube, great tools for search. People are searching things there. Young audiences, the Gen Zs, they're you. That's their number one place to search mm-hmm. how to do something. Is going to be on TikTok, and mm-hmm. then millennials and Gen Zs are also number two places going to be YouTube. YouTube. Uh, how do I do this? Where can I find this? What type of aesthetic do I want my wardrobe to have next summer? Mm-hmm. Whatever the key trends are, how to decorate my patio, mm-hmm. how to do coffee setups, all that stuff. Even for business, in terms of like how to figure out my discovery calls like you can search Mm -hmm. anything and you're gonna find it there and people always are looking for those tools and those resources so you have to understand like if you're looking at instagram and ig to still be your best way to get discovered you're going to be disappointed um unfortunately you kind of already need to you you already needed to have like a following and even then it's not Mm going to push it as much as you think it's going to push it to your audience same thing with facebook um pinterest right now you can still search a lot you can use search words and keywords to help but you have to understand what you're using to be able to leverage the intentionality that you want to like leverage i think if you're ready to to see like growth this is what i tell people which i don't practice myself i tell people all the time if you want to see growth or at least some traction on your social media pick one and dedicate a, a schedule to it mm-hmm. and then once you get a rhythm of just creating and publishing and that cycle then you can start adding more but it's really hard to create a lot of things it really is amanda yeah. our producer knows like we spend so much effort and especially when amanda first started when we didn't really have an engine to produce content it was the it was the hardest part of of probably me running this business was trying to figure out how we were going to do marketing and mm-hmm. how we were going to do content marketing on a regular basis. Yeah. And we're very lucky to have been able to find like a solution, which yeah. is just ask Amanda to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone needs to know their next um, big marketing initiative, ask Amanda yeah. to do it. That's what yeah, it is. That's all you got to do is ask Amanda to yeah. do it. Find that's yourself an Amanda and then yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah, pretty a hundred percent and it's interesting that you say that because like also when you think about like organic marketing it's very different than paid marketing right and people think if they put a buck behind it then they'll get more discovery i mean true in a sense it will give you some sort of traffic it will give you some sort of awareness but people really expect conversion from that yes and people also expect social media to give you conversion as well but That's why we need to be really intentional about what we put out there. Is this content serve for conversion or is it serve for awareness? There's different types of content that to put be put out there for your marketing. So what do you what do you help people with the most when they first meet you? How do you provide the most relief? 
mostly just the basic foundation of their brand and their website. A lot websites are my bread and butter. I would definitely say um, I love building brands. Are you a show up girl? I'm a Squarespace girly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I love. Oh, back in the day when MySpace, you can do HTML and CSS. <laughs> yeah, I was. You best believe I was yes. I was hiding behind my parents being like, okay, um, dash head, dash, and That's then, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, so I love Squarespace because I can do that additional custom coding. I'm a fluid engine, the 7.1. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 sir. I just um, said that I have no clue what that really means. <laughs> it's just we use a vendor to help one of our clients. It's a whole thing. I just know yeah. that that's a really big deal that the Flex box or whatever fluid yeah. or something. I don't know. fluid engine is definitely very helpful for entrepreneurs which is really great um and i'm i'm all big on um resources that are accessible for clients after when i'm done so mm. how i set up also my handoff when i'm building their brands do they have all the assets in these folders they can find a png for digital or a png for print because those things two things are different because i see a lot of entrepreneurs when i see print in the wild and i'm like boy <laughs> what the fuck is this i'm like it's pixelated as shit this is meant for digital yes yeah like i'm like this is seven <laughs> this is 72 dpi what the heck oh my goodness yeah, yeah we 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 provide very clear labels yeah and very clear folders and mm-hmm. somehow people still mess it up and they ask us for the files over and over again yeah uh, depending on the client sometimes we throw it on their website yeah, and they can just go to it and be like, "Here, just just type in <laughs> branding at the end, okay? Yeah, be fine. and then they'll be fine." Yeah. So in in terms of sigh relief, it's it's I wouldn't say it's hand holding, but it's reassurance because mostly what I see is people are just like business owners are not confident. A lot of the times, my clients will ask me the same question but worded differently because they're not confident. So Ooh. in my process. Processes, processes, whatever. Processes. Yeah. Processes. Um, yeah, English, not my strong suit. Um, in my processes, I really make sure that I'm empowering them. I'm making oh. sure that they can do this. Like a lot of people, when we do websites, they're like, I'm not a writer. And I'm like, don't worry. I'm not a writer either, but we know your audience. We know what they want to hear. Let's all brain dump it and then we can finesse it from there. Nothing in life is ever going to be picture perfect. And right. that's what entrepreneurs really strive towards perfection, right? Interesting. And your website's not like going to be perfect. Your branding's not going to be perfect. Things are always changing and always growing. As long as you have the data to back it up, you've got a reason to change things. And just, just know some things like for me, I'm like, I see that one little speckle, but like a lot of people don't even notice that, right? Oh, the way that I hate my website and I've hated it for a very long time. It's, it's been a problem for quite some time. <laughs> we don't even, we don't even sound or behave the way that we're represented online right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just redesigned our new site. And by we, I mean other people, not me. <laughs> um, our designer, Isabel, did. And it looks absolutely fantastic. I'm super stoked about it. We're just trying yeah. to get our ducks in a row to get it launched. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I finally feel like, wow, we actually 
we actually did this. We actually worked on our own stuff and not just client work. Because that's <laughs> usually what happens. It is. It's true. You're working for somebody else. And you're trying to yeah. give them the best experience, the best designs. Mm-hmm. And you kind of throw something together for yourself because you got to get back to the client work to pay the bills. Exactly. And it's it's funny that you say that because, like, I'm like, there. I should always be doing more for my business. But when I, I had a discovery call, I think like a month ago now, now that I'm thinking about it, they were like, yeah, I found you on Google. And when I, uh, on your website, I loved how out of all the designers, you weren't minimal boho. You know how many minimal boho designers I had to go through till I got to yours? And you're, they're like, I felt seen on your website. I felt, I felt comforted. I felt very trusted. And I'm like, Wow, so this is all just in my head that I'm not doing enough, but my not 100% perfect is still resonating with my ideal client. So you are both and you're you're both the you're both a employee, you are a when you say a brand experience manager? A uh, brand marketing manager. Brand marketing manager. And you're also and you also have your own company, so you but you're also in doing that you, where you service, you know, SE, uh, a CEOs and business owners. But in doing that, you yourself are also a, CEO, uh, a CEO and business owner. Mm-hmm. So you're doing all the things. Uh. A little too many things. <laughs> there is one thing that I also do that you didn't mention. I also have a stationery shop. Ma'am. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A lot of my friends are like, how how are you so put together when you do all these things? I'm like, do you see me at night? No. <laughs> do you see me doing my 10 scare, ten step skincare routine? Just breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. Yeah. Maybe when I was younger, I, I don't think I was this determined or focused when I was younger. But now that I'm older, I have the responsibility stuff, right? So then it's mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to get some sleep. I'm not trying yeah. to die. Um, <laughs> I'm already, I'm already like, you know, the moment I feel comfortable with creative partner, I have like the next three things that I want to do lined up. It's just I can't do them all at the same time. That's a young person's game. <laughs> we'll leave that for Abby to, to do like four things at once. <laughs> Yeah, facts though. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you're also doing a stationery. Are are you selling it under the guise of of your personal brand? Uh, yeah. Uh. So kind of. It's like an extension of my personal brand. So yep. most of everything is rooted in me connecting with others and oneself through everything creativity. Because I really believe that I'm. I've always never been a good person with words and the. Best way that I can just. I've never been a good person. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I am not putting that out there. (laughs) I am a good person. Um, I've never been a good person with words. Wow. Now that I say that again out loud, it does say, uh, it does sound like I've never been a good person. I've never been good with words. There you go. That sounds better. Um, And I always use creativity to express myself. Um, so everything is kind of rooted in that, especially with like business owners. How do you want to express your mission out there through your brand, through your identity, your brand identity? And for stationary, how do you, how do you express your personality? Stickers, writing in a notebook, um, 
uh, art prints that you put all over the wall. Um, yeah, so everything that I do is rooted with the same kind of mission in mind. Interesting. Yeah. And you feel like... Do you feel like you are getting traction or winning? I feel like I'm turning this into a therapy session for you now. <laughs> are you, do you feel like you're getting traction or winning in, in these things? Um. Well, actually, I'll be quite honest with you. I, Please do. Because I have no filter also. Um, <laughs> I there's There are moments where I'm like, I'm just going to quit it all. You know, because I'm like, there is someone out there doing it better than me and sometimes like the numbers don't lie but then i remind always myself forever the, the, the there's always somebody out there who is like who's crushing it and it feels like someone just stepped on your heart You're like well, what's the point exactly yeah so those thoughts come into my mind a lot because stationary is oversaturated af mm. oversaturated brandon webb is oversaturated but what I, always grounds me back to reality is there's only one me. A lot of the times people work with me because of me, <laughs> right? Because of this whole experience with me. And when I sell my stationery at markets experience with me, like I had, I was at the Toronto stationery show back in April 30th. Um, Wait, you're like for real doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I don't, I don't mess around. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were just like you know selling three sheets of paper at a time in your basement. This goes out trade shows. No lie, I do sell it out of my basement though. So there's there's some truth there. Um, but yeah, I was at the Toronto Stationery Show and someone came up to me and they were just like, "Oh my god, I've been following you for so long. I've been so excited to meet you. I love the content that you post on your Instagram because you were so real and vulnerable with your." mental illness and mental health yeah. and I've connected with it and also as a person of color and I'm like shit this is the sh this is this is why I do what I do <laughs> like this is this is it yeah so that's you get you get the benefit of meeting people right and then you mm -hmm. get to see oh this is really impactful how they're how like your business is helping them we were just talking with somebody else about like the coin. It's a flip. Mm -hmm. Do I use my personal brand and my personal story or do I use the business? And what, like you said, there's only one you. Yep. There's so only one you. There's only, there's only one you. And there's like, so if I didn't use, because I struggle with this all the time, mm -hmm. where I don't want my face or my picture to be anywhere. I'm like, this is mm -hmm. about the business. I want to grow it big. We're going to sell it. It's going to be millions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. All these great ideas and thoughts. At the same time, if you look at how many of these deals that we get, how many of these clients that we get are mm -hmm. there because of me, not mm -hmm. because of the name mm -hmm. Creative Partner Studio. They're there because they know me or they heard about me. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, ah, oh, damn it. I, I can't separate myself. So the thing that mm -hmm. I think is holding me back is also the thing that's elevating and mm -hmm. propelling me forward. So it's one of those things where you, you just have to like accept it and be like, you know what? You don't. I don't need to sell to everybody. I just need my people to find me and my tribe to find me, and then we'll be fine. We'll, we can we can start cooking. We're good. Yeah, 
a hundred percent like I say this to my clients all the time, people buy from people. And if they're not buying from you, then they're not your people, right? Like, yep. think about, like, think about Rihanna, like when people buy from really? Fenty Beauty. Yeah, exactly. We we love a good Rihanna moment. Like, yep. a lot of people associate Fenty with her rather than it's Fenty Beauty. No, it's Rihanna. Selena Gomez, Rare Beauty. Um, there's like, the whole time when the whole, like, um, Selena, Hailey Bieber feud, People were buying from Rare Beauty because they wanted to support Selena, right? Yeah, yeah they dragged that girl though on the internet. <gasps> yeah, that was I was like, okay, this is borderline bullying. I'm like, guys, we gotta stop now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta stop. We went too far. Yeah. But there's something that you mentioned that's really good. I saw somebody mention on TikTok, which is really good as well. The relationship between like uh, Rare Beauty and Fenty Beauty and their perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, stars, mm-hmm. both Rihanna and selena show a personable relatable side to themselves mm-hmm. that not every celebrity does no so when think about our our friend queen b mm-hmm. um, solange's sister mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry i throw mad shade at, at beyonce uh, hopefully the behind won't come for for me um, i am i, I would ov- <coughs> ov- amanda turn off the comments turn off the comments <laughs> She's not even the best singer in her family, fam. Solange. Yeah. Um, so, so Solange's sister doesn't necessarily do this, and so she's never been able to launch a line, mm-hmm. and she's gonna, and she's forever stuck performing. Mm-hmm. When was the last time Rihanna went and performed a concert? The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl before that, like a personal. Yeah, I concert. know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. God. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. she don't need to because Fenty speaks for her. Her online presence speaks for her. Mm-hmm. People relate to her in a way where Beyonce is something that feels unattainable and un- inauthentic. Where it's like, it's almost like, wow, it's this idea of Beyonce is almost bigger than the personhood of Beyonce. And so Beyonce is going to be stopped singing for the rest of her life. She can't stop singing. Didn't she yeah. have, she had a brand, she had a brand partnership with adidas what was it called oof i didn't even know about that so i there goes branding i didn't i didn't even know about that but it it failed it didn't do well Mm. because it there's nothing to attach she she had a whole clothing line i forget what it was called but there was nothing to people to hold on to it was it was still very and it was extremely expensive it was like yeah sweatpants for like twelve hundred dollars oh so again so you're you're not being relatable mm-hmm. and so i feel like when you are relatable you provide people access to something and you can go the quality or the you know the qual the quality way which is what beyonce tried to do where mm-hmm. it's very bougie very high end i don't i don't want to risk being vulnerable i'm going to use my image instead mm-hmm. of personality and that's going to give you a certain result. Or you can go the volume, the quantity, where Riri and Selena, they show their face. They talk to their fans. They are extremely likable and relatable. And so, yeah, I can sell it for $30 because a million and a half of you are going to buy it. Exactly. And the the thing that that's a really great point because with selena and rihanna like they are so authentically them and they tell their story like stories it 
the whole the whole rise of storytelling marketing right like i i think i don't don't know if you saw this commercial like i don't know if people watch tv with commercials anymore but there's (laughs) oh well i guess i'm the only one here (laughs) there's a mcdonald's commercial that's um i think it's going to end soon because it's only for the summer but it is basically uh, a junior chicken and a mcdouble and it's like remember when you got your license and your first drive-through at high school at high school at lunch was the McDonald's drive through and you would order a junior chicken. You're right. That that night I got a junior chicken because I was in my feels. I was in my nostalgia you, and I was you like sound emotional right now. <laughs> well I'm emotional because now junior chickens are two dollars when it used to be like seventy five cents. <laughs> That's why I'm emotional. <laughs> like, junior chicken combo with a sprite fam. Yeah, literally. And then now it's like no, no sprite like based with Tritopia. Sorry. Yeah. Ooh, that hits different. That hits different. Yeah. But yeah, that that nostalgia is nostalgia is very strong, powerful feeling. But people get nostalgia really wrong. Like, there's a lot of bringing it back to the makeup brands. I I, I follow beauty pretty religiously me also with okay. like no makeup on <laughs> um but, <laughs> but but a lot of beauty brands they cling on nostalgia because again the beauty industry is so saturated and when they do it wrong they know they're no one wants to support them anymore interesting mm-hmm. i just want to know about the beauty industry is why do these brushes cost so damn much <laughs> well i will actually tell you some of them are animal hair I don't buy Is that those. good or bad? Well, in a cruelty standpoint, I only buy cruelty-free beauty. So, from so a what are you getting? You're getting human hair? No, no, no. I'm getting, like, the fake, like, bristles. Like, like oh, I like brush it. care. Yeah, yeah. I brush it on, and I can feel the it's scraping my skin. Yeah, mm. that shit. But okay. honestly, I think it also just comes down to production at the end of the day. Also, my daughter materials. is, like... My daughter is nine years old and she's in dance, oh. and they sent a list of what I'm so this is I'm so over it. I'm a child of an immigrant and I feel like I am an immigrant, so some of these things feels very like new world to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like so a I have to pay for it to be in the class. B I need to pay for her costume. C yeah. I have to pay for the product for the show that they're doing they're, pay, they're paying for uh they're having a big competition show whatever mm-hmm. d they're selling tickets to the show and i have to buy the tickets and they're 50 dollars a piece you can't go yourself what the what's so free e, for you? they gave an email if I, I wish i could pull up pull it up fast enough of the makeup that is required that they're supposed to wear for this competition yeah it's expensive. They're naming like real name brands like Mac. You have to go to the Mac store and buy X, Y, and Z. She's nine years old. She's never worn makeup before in her life. Uh, the brushes were like fifty dollars. Uh yeah. Um, I'd go to Walmart and buy Elf brushes for one dollar. P.S. Don't listen to what they're saying on the email. See, I, didn't buy, I didn't go there. Yeah. I went to shopping drug Mario. Yeah, exactly. Yo, those PC Optimum points. You gotta Facts. get them. You gotta Facts. get them. No, yeah. but that's the thing. I'm just like, uh, with this makeup brand, I was like, what's going on here with these people? Yeah. Like, the, some people, I guess, like anything, there's always historical, nostalgic type of vibe that people will pay anything because 
you know, my first whatever was uh, L'Oreal, and so I want to yeah. be beautiful. L'Oreal is the signature of beauty of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, or like my my great-great-grandma, like I remember her putting her L'Oreal powder on when I was like in the womb, you know? <laughs> like there's that level of nostalgia. Or the there's like... I, I, the only powder I ever saw my mom put with a random powder <laughs> it's hot outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, can I get some of that? The talc powder. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that I know what you're talking about also. <laughs> it's because you're Filipina. Yeah. And everybody who grew up in a hot place knows things differently than um, white people who, or Westerners really, who mm-hmm. did not grow up in a hot place. If you were in South America or if you were in the Caribbean or if you were in certain parts of Asia or Australia, we all have that shared yeah. experience of talc powder when it's hot. <laughs> We yep. all know about uh 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 oh, oh like faith cloth in the shower. Yeah. Because you gotta scrub the dirt off. Yeah. It's because it's hot. That's why Africans and whether it's Asians or South Americans, because it's hot, you can't just go in the water like yeah. regular white folk and just like sprinkle water and soap on you yeah. and everything comes out clean. Because when you're in Sweden, there's <laughs> not like the dirt roads are not sticking to your sweaty legs the same way. That's why you scrub your legs. Yeah. And also the pollution too. Like yeah. it's like everything. <laughs> like, yeah, when I go back home, I'm like, damn, I have to take two showers. I feel like I have to oh, take yeah. two. Like it's, my kids yeah. are are at that age where it's like outside clothes, inside clothes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Okay, everyone <laughs> listening, who has outside clothes and who has inside clothes? Because I have I have the biggest debate with everyone in my life about this. Because yeah, if I have like friends come over and they like sit on my bed, I'm like, you're in your outside clothes. You can only go in my bed with inside clothes. Yep. Like that ain't shit. That shit ain't and, fine. And then there's also. Uh, that I had to, my, my wife is European, so I also had to like explain to her why evening showers. Yeah. Like, there's, no, there's no, there's no getting into a, a clean bed with like the day is still on you. Yeah. So it's like, no, 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 no. Evening shower, you know, that, that's the, that's the way it works. You don't want to do a morning shower because then your sheets. Yeah. So again, this is all this like, this is like cultural, but it all plays into nostalgia where we have mm-hmm. a shared, Mm-hmm. experience just because of the sun <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of the sun i know right yeah that's yeah. so true that is that is so true yeah there's like a lot of that that plays into uh social media as well like or like even like i'm a i don't know how old you're but i'm a millennial mm-hmm. so everything that's online that they want to sell us something is it's always going to be using nostalgia. It's like it's like it has become Hollywood's biggest crutch, mm-hmm. which is why we're still getting you know Marvel superhero movies. Yep. Which is why we're still getting like everything that's retro from the eighties and, and early nineties is still coming back over and over and over it's, and over again. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about like nineties Disney's, like if you look at my nails, like I Toy know. Story. Toy Story. Yeah. Like. They're they're not making a new one, nope. but shit, I'm still a mega fan. You ain't catching me. Are you me. a Disney adult? I actually, I'm like a wannabe Disney adult because I've never been, but I'm more of a Pixar girly. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. you must be you must be a, a Gen Z then. I cuss, so I'm I'm 1996, so technically I'm a minel- millennial. Yeah, technically you're millennials. You're right yeah. at the cusp. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I wanted to hear more about 
how you manage because you're doing so many different things, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a point where, it, like, <laughs> the joke I have in my head is like, so you're just obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> You want to say that to my bank account? <laughs> you can say that to my bank account. Right? Uh, but like, yeah, so you have four jobs or seven jobs. I don't know. I can't keep track. But at the same time, I'm like, what What would your ideal like one to pop off be? Because there is – people often think because I'm an entrepreneur that I'm anti – like establishment, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I think you can you can move really high up at an executive or directorial level in your mm-hmm. role, and it can be really cool because you get the perks of of a multi million dollar company mm-hmm. where you can like go on trips, go on go on vacation, have paid paid uh, 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 education, all these different yeah. things. I mean, facts because I was just in Las Vegas last week, all expense at work. You didn't even call me, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Like I was at the Caesar's Palace, my room got upgraded by accident. I had what were you I doing there. I was there for work. What what work can you be doing? Like oh, because you're a tech company, tech company. Yeah, I, I was, thought it was I'm a conference. A... I'm like, what conference is it? Yeah, yeah, it, it was a like a tech real estate conference. Got it. And like yeah, I was at the Caesar's Palace. My room got upgraded, and it was funny because the CEO was like to me, he's like, um. This is very lucky for your first work trip because the fact that you got upgraded to this room, like my room, it costs 10K a night. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, Vegas don't play. Like, you're, you're David Dobrik for a day. Yeah, literally. I was like, oh my God, what the heck? So it's interesting that you say that because, like, sorry, that I- was a test. I'm sorry. I got. I have to call you out. That was a test. Oh. None of my millennial friends know who David Dobrik is. You're a Gen Z. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh my god, okay, you didn't Okay, to the Gen Z's, don't be offended that I'm so defensive, but no I'm not. No I'm not. Oh, I man. I know, but just because you know like trending YouTube, you know, you see I, I it just in know there. trending stuff. That's all that's all yeah. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Um but yeah, going on on that, it it's it's interesting because like um one that I want to pop off right now, I honestly don't have an answer because i'm so i am i love the aspect of being at a full-time job because i get to to really vibe and learn new personalities Mm. being an entrepreneur most not not to say that it's lonely because i have like my core clients i'll get i'll get new clients every every now and then not that often um and then for me to network i have to go on that on my own willing and I'm an introvert, so most of the time I prefer not to. So it's just really learning new personality types is helping me grow as a human in general. So I think for where I am right now in my life, I think I would still be doing all three because it, it (laughs) it, it goes, it goes to my passions, but I know my main goal is to work for myself. So I guess what I you want You really to are pop a hybrid. Off, yeah. So that answer I, is very hybrid. I know. The, 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 the Gen Z in you is like, <laughs> I can do anything in the world. And the, I can do anything. And then it's like, no, but I do kind of also want to like have yeah. my own business. Millennial comes in and kind of like, straightens it out. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so whatever. I'm a Gen Z millennial hybrid at this You're point. You're hybrid. It's okay. Yeah, I'm a hybrid. Okay, it's, you, it's, 
It's because it's the cusp. It's the cusp. Yeah, you got the, you still got some of the benefits of of growing up as a millennial, and there's lots of benefits too as a Gen Z. Gen Z are just fearless. They're just like yeah, they'll do anything. They'll be like, why not? How come I can't yeah. like show up? Why can't I be at the Grammys next year? Yeah, Whereas a millennials like if I like we're like six. <laughs> if I work really hard one day when I'm older, I'm gonna be at the Grammys. And millennial yeah. is like seven years old, uh, or like was like twelve years old. I want to be at the next Grammys. Yeah, what? it's like uh, you'll be thirteen. What, what what will you be awarded? Yeah, what would you? What, what are you going to be awarded? Like songs yeah. will be released right now. So like, yeah. just wait. I I got something up in the coming. Just yeah, wait. Just wait. Up, yeah, I got yeah. Drake on speed dial. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so there, there's there's a lot of people who uh, struggle as as entrepreneurs. I want them to be able to understand specifically uh, where they can find you, how they can partner with you. Because I do think like you're more of a partner type vendor mm-hmm. where you're not just somebody just, just going to provide a service and leave that nah. you genuinely care. And that that's, that's different. And that costs more money for the people that are listening. Just letting you know when you, when you deal with somebody who is just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. They say a transactionary type of, of, a transaction or, or, or business uh, inquiry, that's one thing. But when you get some access to somebody who you really like and enjoy and you like their aesthetic and what they can do for your brand and they're willing to stick around and be partners with you and kind of help guide you and shape all those type of things, that's where you are probably going to pay a premium price because you're going to get so much more value out of what you're getting because you're going to get the real unfiltered thoughts and it's not going to be as transactional. It's going to be relational and relationship is key to doing like collaborative work and collaborative work is how you do the best work. That's just it, facts. Exactly. I never like a lot of I entrepreneurs like that. I see like on Upwork and Fiverr. I'm not shaming any of those people. Like we all start somewhere. The PS. Please don't come for me. Turn off the comments. I'm not coming for you. Um, but the, it's always a done for you mentality when I think yeah. it's a done with you. Um, yeah. And when I talk with my clients, I always say we like like their their company is not necessarily mine, too. But like we are doing this together. You are not on your own. We will do this together. Do not worry. So in terms of where to find me, um, you can find me on my website, which is like my first name, last name dot com. So abigailregacera.com. Um, I do offer strategy calls because I know, like you said, it, it's a premium price to pay that. Yeah. So just to get mm-hmm. that foundation running and to keep coming back for strategy calls, there's no worries. I, I offer that as well because I want everyone to feel seen and heard and I don't want them to feel like, oh, I don't have the funds to get started. Uh, there is support wherever you go. Um, you just got to find the right support um, and the most authentic support. So you can find me on my website. You can find me on Instagram. It's hey, Abby Reg. Um, and yeah, then you can get all my my details basically on my website. There's my LinkedIn as well, which is just my first name and last name. But I'm always my DMs are always open. I'm always open to supporting people because there needs to be more support in this entrepreneurship world because sometimes mm. it can get really overwhelming. Welcome to the tea session. It's now uh, 5.54 p.m. on Thursday evening. And 
I just want, I'm, first of all, I'm being accosted on my own show. Um, it's, <laughs> it's called The More Life Podcast with Bart Aniston, um, not with uh, Abby and Amanda. And number one, um, I'm being told that millennials are starting at the age of 96 is the cutoff, and, and Gen Z is 97 is the cutoff. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Is that verified? Amanda's Googling this to be sure. Um, I also think that you're also confused, Abby, because I, I believe that you're a child of an immigrant. And so you're not allowed to be a Gen Z for like an extra couple of years where they just beat it out of you. Um, so that's probably also why you feel like a millennial as well. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, listen, we're going to have this old ass computer for 10 years. And I you know there's new, there's new computers, and everybody's talking about, dude, you got a Dell. Yeah. But guess what? You're going to have a Compaq. Okay. Or the literal GPS system rather than your iPhone. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the longest time I was like, can we please get rid of the GPS? We have our phones. That's so funny, the GPS. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, you might, you might be valid, uh, millennial, if you have to do that. Yeah. I just found videos. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, nine. Who knows where that's from? Boop, boop, boop. Price is right. Boy, I watch daytime television. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I just saw a video clip of me going to Michigan with me, my wife, and my best friend, Michelle. Uh, and my wife, Michelle, was tr- was even back then, she was trying to encourage us uh, to start a YouTube channel. Uh, and this is YouTube was alive for like maybe two years at this point. When and, Smosh uh, was like just starting? Yeah. Yes. And See? so she was, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> and so she was recording us and she, my wife was upset at me because she went to go throw out my cup uh of coffee like into like a bag that we had like the front for garbage but she didn't know i still had a little bit of coffee in it and so it's built on her pants and so she's like you're gonna stop you're gonna buy me new pants and <laughs> michelle's recording this whole thing um and uh, uh she's she's telling us how she wants us to like start a youtube channel and all that kind of stuff but in the video you see we're using MapQuest. i'm like yo navigator tell me how where we're supposed to go next and then my wife and i we, we were kind of playing it up where we're upset at each other for like well you're supposed to tell me where we're supposed to go well you told me i didn't have to be a navigator i just have to hold the map yeah. so it's all it's all on film which i think is hilarious i'm like how do we catch and capture all of this because it's it's really priceless footage yeah yeah i'm so glad that like i was someone who filmed things religiously like my brother and i we like on the fucking camcorder we would put we were really into wwe wrestling don't ask me why i don't know (laughs) he was fucking german suplexing me on like the bed well my my mom worked night shift and my dad worked day so we had like all the time to like roam around and he'd be fucking german suplexing me and shit but and then we make like mute music videos like wwe yes. music videos like to like theme songs and i'm just like i kind of hate how we recorded this but i kind of love it because like you see our outfits are all like jenko jeans and shit that's you know so funny yeah that's very funny yeah. uh other tea that, that needs to be spilled uh yes blue ivy is the name of the brand of solange's sister's company <laughs> that she did with adidas or partnership yeah. uh, and it failed and they they kicked her out uh, because they didn't move oh. any product. Oh. 
Oh, really? That one was? And then it went away? Yeah. Oh, wow. Is that why the... Oh, wait. I was going to make a joke. Of, uh, should I make this joke? Uh, whatever. We're spilling tea. Oh, I was going to say, is that why the pandemic started? <laughs> because you said 2019. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> yeah. I was like... Yeah. <laughs> See, she started the pandemic, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot be trusted. Oh my god. No, the beehive are gonna come after us. What's that? I'm telling you right now, man. Beyonce wasn't even the best singer in, in, in Destiny's Child. What are you talking about? Michelle was. Ooh, okay. That's that's where I'd be quiet. You're the only one talking now. You're the only one talking now. I'm ready because we already had this whole conversation. Me and my friends just during the pandemic mm-hmm. had this amazing show. And because we all had jobs we had to go back to, uh, we had to stop. It was called the House of Commons. And it was 10 black friends, all from the GTA. And we would just talk about anything. So we, one of the episodes was One's Gotta Go. And then we put Beyonce, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson. One's Gotta Go. <gasps> I'm not answering this. <laughs> the answer is, if one has to go, is Beyonce. That's tough. That's a good list. I can't. Don't make me answer. I'm not here. My camera turns off. <laughs> camera turns off. <laughs> also, more tea before I, I have to actually go. Uh, Upwork. Upwork is racist. I'm saying it right here first. You heard it here. Upwork is racist. They don't like black people. Or they don't like me. Uh, uh-huh. I, 100%. I don't know if I no told way. you, Amanda, this story, if you ever heard me rant about this before, about Upwork. It hates my guts. I tried signing up for it, and it uh, I did everything, and I, I finished my, my profile, and it shuts down. It doesn't accept my profile. I do it again, all over again. Add all my certifications, qualifications, all that type of stuff. Now it will not accept my photo. Oof. I submit the photo two, three, four times. It says that you need to upload a uh, professional photo or a photo where you're uh, evenly lit. So... I turned to my friends. I'm like, this is a pro- like, it's probably the same photo that I have right now. I'm like, this, this is a professional photo, right? I'm like, yeah. Am I well lit in this photo? Yeah. Does it work? I use another photo. Again, I, I've been getting professionally done photos for a few years now. I have a lot of them. I tried so many of them. I made a video about it, posted it on Twitter, if you want to scroll that far back in my Twitter feed, <laughs> to see my beef with Upwork. And then... Just out of spite, I'm like, you know what? Let me just prove, because I'm recording, how racist it is. I took a picture of my wife, a regular picture from my iPhone, and put it up there, and it recognized my photo immediately. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, my God. So I send the video to Upwork on Twitter. (gasps) I tell them they they need to fix it. They said they're going to fix it. And then they never fix it. So then I call them out again like a week later like, yo, where's my Upwork account? And I think from that moment on, because I called them out the second time and it was public again, because they were trying to talk to me on mm-hmm. DMs mm-hmm. on the download. And when I did that again the second time and I put all the receipts of what they put in the DMs out in public, my account's been cursed. I have been on Upwork for years. I Not only have I never gotten a job. I have never I have never been contacted by anybody ever. Weird. I put my portfolio on upwork of like some of the work that I've done like it's old now, but 
that's work I did with the Toronto Raptors, with Maple mm-hmm. Leaf Foods, with Pepsi Canada, with Quaker Oats. Like, I've worked with big brands. So I put that stuff there, and I put small brand stuff, like little logos that I designed when I was younger, all that kind of stuff. All of it. So my portfolio is stacked. Mm-hmm. You would think out of all the stuff I see on Upwork on a daily basis that somebody would reach out to me or any job that I've ever posted somebody would say let me at least talk to this person i've never been if you go to the messages tab as like a vendor as a as a as a freelancer mm-hmm. i've never even received a message from anybody that's okay upwork if you're listening <clears throat> we are all outside your house right now Uh, yeah, Upwork did not recognize my face, and it said that I have face detection or whatever in its software, and it could not detect me. I'm like, I'm not even that dark, yo. I'm not like, I'm not like I'm black, black. I'm, I'm still brown, black. Like this is black. Yeah, I'm brown. Well, even, <laughs> even regardless, like what the heck, Upwork? Oh my god, I had so many pictures. Yeah, I cannot stand it. Yeah. So, and even so. Uh, what was it again? What just recently happened where somebody asked me? So somebody was like, "Oh, can we do this project on Upwork type of thing?" Because they have escrow where you can like put the money in and it's secure. So I'm like, "Fine, whatever." It's gonna probably lose a little bit of money. They set it up, and you know what it says? It says that my account is uh, cannot accept a, a project. <laughs> oh my god! I'm cursed on Upwork, yo. Can I want me? Well, if anyone is listening to this tea session, I think we now know not to go on a work yeah. and to just connect with your community instead. Like That's this. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, this has been your tea session for the for the week. Um, come back next week for uh, session number two. I'm and like, goodbye. <laughs>